Welcome to the Our Team Podcast, powered by EXP Realty. Are you an agent looking to level up? Are you someone looking to buy or sell real estate? Fantastic. This is the show for you. All right. Welcome back to the Our Team Podcast. We have a couple of really cool guests here. Oh, I'd always say that. You guys aren't guests. You're you're on the team. Uh, but uh, we are, we've decided, you know, we do a lot of talking on our team. We sit around, we kind of powwow. One of the... You know, you can't see it from these camera angles, but we have this beautiful table in the middle of the office. We all kind of sit around and just talk about everything. Mm -hmm. We role play together. We talk about, you know, our wins. We're always, there's always a topic of conversation going on at the hour team, right? Absolutely. In the office. Absolutely. And so we've been kind of talking about the market in general. And so we were sitting around, we were talking about how, hey, it's time to do a podcast. And we're talking <laughs> about some really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's turn it into a podcast. We were talking about the market. Yeah. The current condition of the market. Now, Steph, when you came in to our team, mm -hmm. the market was just a, it was frenzy town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's changed quite a bit. Oh, in June. In June, it the, the wave crested and everything <laughs> shifted. Everything shifted since June. So how do you like the market now compared to, say, how it was in June? I love it. I am excited. This is a great, I mean, market's always exciting, but um, prior to what was happening 18 months in before June or the last couple of years with the overlist price, seller's market, it was a one trick pony and there wasn't a lot of room for negotiation on the terms of the buyer or the seller side. Everything just slanted towards the seller, yep. which really kind of made for some unfair transactions and an unfair market. Mm -hmm. And so it's really refreshing to see it acclimating to a more healthful pace and yeah. a more fair and balanced market yep. so that you can get more fair and balanced transactions mm -hmm. and happier clients on the other end who don't feel like they had to give up everything. Yeah. Well, and paying fair price. And paying right? fair market value. Right. Absolutely. Do you think the market is actually fully balanced at this point? No, actually. Hmm. We are still leaning towards a seller's market. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it still a seller's market? Based on the absorption rates of uh, how much inventory is on market, mm -hmm. what the days on market are, and if no new homes were to go on the market today, how long would it take for all of the existing inventory to sell? Mm -hmm. As long as that answer to that question is less than six months. Mm -hmm. Or five months in or our Or five months, yeah. then we're on a we're on a, a seller's which way was I saying it? If it's less than seller's market. if it's yep. less than five months, then it's a seller's market. Yep, correct. And we're still at hovering around two months right now. But as barely. a buyer, but as a buyer, I, f I would feel more comfortable and more excited about buying right now, regardless if it's a seller's market or yeah. a buyer's market, because I think we're getting the homes for the fair value. You're paying a good price. You're having incentives right now. Well, there's negotiations. We're getting seller right. credits. We're seller getting credits. requests for repairs. We're yeah, getting crazy. appraisal negotiations. Yeah, right. If the appraisal is not coming in at value, we're negotiating it back down to value. Right. Which yeah. you couldn't do that before because you were competing with 100 other well, offers. Well, there's 37 other people who are willing <laughs> to spend more. Why would they sell it right. to you? Yeah. I think about our VIP buyer program that we have where we are telling people in our brochure all of the things that we can do for them as agents, mm -hmm. including, you know, get them requests for repairs negotiated and in their favor. It's part of our VIP buyer program. Right. They even say, hey, we're going to get you a home warranty. Well, it's a lot easier to get those things now in this market. Because, sure. again, it's, it's not a 
it's not a, a, a buyer's market yet. We need at least five plus months worth of inventory. Oh, we'll know when it's a buyer's market. We'll we'll, we will know <laughs> yeah. when yeah. it's a buyer's market. But we're heading towards that. And because we, we were in such a seller's frenzy, what we, we actually were calling that an, the, an exotic market. As we look back at what was going on, that was the most exotic seller's market I've ever seen in my career. It was crazy. And so we're moving away from that, and the market hasn't crashed. It's not going to crash. It's not even crashing. It's just adjusting. Mm -hmm. And we're moving away from that seller's market closer to a buyer's market. And because of that, it, it is, just like you said, Steph, it's a lot more fun. I mean, we pride ourselves as being really good agents. We provide value, information. We're very good at what we do with our clients. Right. We didn't even have a chance to show how good we were. No, no that was the that was the hard part. It was like you your hands were tied. Like all right. the things that make me a great agent weren't useful. Didn't yeah. weren't necessary. Like right. I mean, granted there were things that also, but yeah. at the same time, once like, you got um, under contract, then you got to then you still needed to be a good agent to really help keep sure. things together. Or there was just nothing you could yeah. do. I mean, if the yeah. next you, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times I was the second highest buyer, right. the second highest offer, yeah. or the leading offer until yeah. until someone came in removed all contingencies until someone came in $30,000 over until someone came in with an all cash offer until yeah. like we, I had very qualified buyers. We, I wrote offers for six weeks straight for three very qualified buyers and didn't get one accepted. Like incredible. That's, yeah. it's heartbreaking it's and it's frustrating. Cause then after six weeks you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have any income coming in. Like I didn't put <laughs> any, anything into contract for yeah. six weeks. And it's like, and there was no time. There was no time to show a property. Like a house would come on the market and you would have a window of opportunity for three hours on Saturday to show it. And if you had three pre-qualified buyers shopping in three different cities and you only had a three window hour of opportunity to show that property and you had to get that personal entry advisory disclosure signed for every property for every person ahead of time. Yep. sending out all this documentation and it couldn't be by paper. It would have to be by digital transfer only because we weren't exchanging paperwork hand to hand. And it just was crazy. Yeah, It was crazy. Like you couldn't, you blinked twice and the house was gone. Yeah. I showed a property and it was 500 on the driveway. And by the time we got into the kitchen, it had gone up $25,000. That's crazy. It went it up $25,000 from the driveway to the kitchen. So you start, you, you, if you would have started in the kitchen, you would have saved your client money. <laughs> By the time we got to the backyard, it was, it was like up another a, 25. They weren't all open houses. They were just auctions. And it was auction Coming style with your pricing. Yeah. I mean, and it, I saw it in Palm Springs. I would, I would go into a house. They would have everybody there. You present your bid. 800 would be the, the number they'd put up yep. to get people there. It'd sell for 1.2. Like yeah. 400 over. Like, right. whoa. What was this all well, about? Well, and then trying to convince buyers that we're in this auction-style pricing market where the list – and telling sellers, like, well, we're going to list high so we can drop the price. And it's like, well, no, you want to list just below market value to mm -hmm. drive up the price. And, right. and getting people to shift that mentality of marketing was such a challenge. And it's so interesting because as soon as the market crested, as soon as it shifted yeah. – Instantly, instantly, people fell back into that like behavior pattern of list high so you can reduce the price right. and offer a low, a low, a price below the list price so that you can negotiate, you know, your way up. Mm -hmm. And that's what we see now with some sellers is when they, they still they're like, oh wait, I missed that wave, but I still want to get that price that I could have gotten a year ago. So when they go to list their house, they're not being realistic with the numbers of saying, okay, well. I want it to be priced at this, but market's probably not that. 
anymore, you know. So they got accustomed to listing it for seven hundred thousand and selling <laughs> right. it for eight fifty. Right. And so now they they want to list for eight fifty, thinking they're going to get sure. eight fifty, and they're and they're <laughs> going to lose ever. out because they're going right. to sit on the market for sixty right. days and. Then they're going to have price reductions. They're going to get stale. And yeah, it's up to us to educate right. those clients. Absolutely, and that's yeah. why you need a good agent. You need a good team. You yep. need a good representative. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So other than the fact that we have a little more breathing room now because things have slowed down, and let's address that for a quick second. So the market did shift. I mean, it wasn't what, what, what caused the shift. I think we could all sum it up and just say, well, in order to curb inflation, right, the Fed had to raise rates, slow down right. people from buying, 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 right? And in doing so, it caused rates to go up, of course. And that caused a lot of people that were uh, you know, ready to purchase and trying to purchase in that 3% range kind of pushed them out when rates hit right. you know, 4, 5, 6, even up to 7%. Seven. That's the main reason why this market has shifted. It's not because every home in America is not desirable anymore. So the homes are the same. The homes have not changed. <laughs> the, the neighborhoods are the same. The schools right. are the same. The, uh, the communities are the same. So, But what it costs to buy it. What it costs. So in interest. Before, but those can change. That, that's, yeah. there's, there's tools out there exactly. now that we have to manage that. And if you have a good agent, they can explain those to you. That's right. That's what I wanted to kind of jump into now and next is – so, yeah, we have time. We have, we have breathing room since things have slowed down and shifted. What are some other benefits to buying a home right now as compared to, say, six or nine months ago when it was all frenzy town? Termite inspections. Yeah. Termite inspections are happening again. If you've noticed, buildings are tented now, whereas they weren't for the last two years because yeah. those were not a part of contracts. Is that why I'm seeing all these little circuses pop up I sw- I've noticed it, yeah. yeah. Like once a week I see yeah. a tented building and I'm like, oh, are, are, is the market – do we, do we have termites again? Mm-hmm. We didn't have termites for two years. Weird. Yeah. They, were, yeah. they were feasting too. Um, social distancing. Social distancing. <laughs> yeah, they were staying away. So, um, yeah, termite inspections, home warranties for clients again, seller credits. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. I think that really just balances out a transaction. Oh, yeah. Um, being able to get a little bit of a seller credit. Yep. And sellers are willing to do it too. They're not, they're not, they already know going in, I have a choice here. I can lower my price by 30000 or I can be totally open to, Buyers' closing costs, recurring and unrecurring closing costs. I can help out on that side, you know, instead of lowering the price. So they're they're accustomed to it now. They're not, you know, there was that two or three month window where sellers were kind of rejecting where the market's at. They wanted a price high. They were sitting. Now they're chasing the market. Now sellers are actually coming in, going, "Look, I know the market's changed. Where do you think I need to be?" And then when we tell them, they say, "Okay, let's do that." So right. it, it's that that has changed. Well, uh, I think think about the mindset of the <clears throat> the person that. Well, not the mindset, but the position that the person that bought 12 months ago mm-hmm. and the person that's going to buy today, which one would you rather be? I'd rather be the one today because I know that the person 12 months ago has a long way to go till he makes up, he or she makes up what they paid over. Agree. To that come is back so to hard value. to say, though, because a year ago I was telling people, you have to buy this home <laughs> because the interest rates, right. and we don't know, we don't know. But on that day, yeah. that year right. ago, that was mm-hmm. the best market of that day. And that person needed yeah. to buy on that day. Yeah, and they sure. had the money to buy. Right. And for the last year, they've lived in their home. Right. They've had a home to live Absolutely. in. They didn't worry about their their landlord selling on them or anything like that. So yeah. there are so many different ways to look at the market. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart to say, like, a buyer today is better than a buyer from last year because that makes me feel fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do a good well, job for better. my buyer. I think last they're, year. they're in a good position yeah. today. Yeah. They knew the position then. 
I, I think mean, that's important though to take that into yeah. context too when we're because mm-hmm. buyers will tell us like oh the market's bad because of the interest rates and da 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 like well there's so many intrinsic reasons to buy a home mm-hmm. it's not just the value of that right. property right. on that day rent is still 100 percent interest rent is still 100 percent interest <laughs> you love that line that's like, <laughs> I the, love like that, that. that might be yeah. the fifth time i've heard you say that today <laughs> I you know, know where i, I learned know it <laughs> no <laughs> rent is 100 so, <laughs> I, I think it's one. important to sort of unpack that so you feel like it might be a little bit, you know, we feel a little fraudulent because we're saying now is a better time to buy. Buyers are in a better position right now than they were nine months ago. Well, we were selling a lot of houses nine months ago. So what does that make us? It makes us delivering for our clients Wait. because we were working with clients at that time. Yes. That absolutely wanted that house. Mm-hmm. Right? And there was no way I was going right. to change their mind. So I'm like, hey, Frank, it's okay if you wait a little bit. You know, the market's going to cool off. This can't go on forever. So you don't have, oh, no, 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 Brian, I need this home, this pool. We're doing this. We just came out of a, uh, you know, a, a, a place in society where we couldn't go on vacations. And do the, I need a pool home. I'm never going to go through that again, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, okay. And so many of the buyers okay. from last year were forced into buying at that time, too, because the prices had gone up and landlords were selling. They were right. raising rents. Rent like, was going People up. had to yeah. move. They didn't have a choice. Like, I can't tell you how many people called me. Saying, I have to move. I and have we were to there move. to help them. We have them. 60 days. I have 60 days. Right. We and were there long to term. assist that whole process. Yeah, absolutely. Long term, every one of these buyers is going to be in good shape. That's We've right. Seen the That's mar- right. We've seen the trends over years. Exactly. We know where it's going. Everyone that buys a home, it's a great investment. Yeah. It's the best investment you're going to have. No we're not question. Doing balloon ARMs. We're doing. <laughs> no, we're not. 7654321 ARMs. Yep. What do you yeah. say to the buyer that says, well, I know it crested? I'm going to wait a little bit longer because yeah. no. I think it's going to go further down, right? I keep hearing this a lot. If you just look, let's just um, let's unpack this one part of it. Um, nine months ago, if a home was on the market for $600,000, uh, that buyer was going to get a 3.5% interest rate, right. but they were going to have to pay at least $50,000 right. over list price. So so that is now a $700,000 house at 3%. Right. Okay. Today that $650,000 home that's been on the market for say 80 days now, you can probably get it for about I don't know. I mean it's it's not exaggerating to say 599 is is probably a good offer starting point. I'm thinking 585, yeah. So they're going to let's just let's just be really fair and say they're going to get it for 6. Okay. So they just got a home, same exact house, for $100,000 less. Well, yeah, it's true. They're going to have to pay 6.5% in a mortgage. Oh, yeah, but if they're putting 10% down, that's, well, let's there's say, a difference as well. Let's say everything is acted the same. The guy back then put down 10%. He's at 3, 3.5% interest or 3 We're working with the same one that saved 100000 on the house because of the market. Right. But unfortunately, he's going to be at six and a half percent. So his payment's going to be fifteen hundred, or, or let's just say two thousand dollars more. Mm-hmm. If you can afford that payment, first of all, you're going to refi as soon as things adjust. But how long do you have to stay in that home to make up that huge hundred thousand dollar difference for the same house? Long time. It's a very long time. But you know what? That time will almost never come if you consider the fact that until you refi, or I should say that that. I didn't mean to say that time will never come. It For the person that feels like they, they lost out and they're never going to get a good deal, they already got a good deal. Because, because if you do all the math and you figure out what you can itemize and as far as sure. tax, taxes. on your taxes too, mm-hmm. yeah. 
you're now above the threshold, so you can write right. that off. So if you have a 6.5% mortgage, you're, you're going to get so much back at the end of the year that it's going to probably equal pretty dang close annualized Absolutely. to the person that overpaid for the house and has a 3%. So it, right now, it's not a lie to say, or it's not even disingenuous or salesy or slick or anything. It's, just, it's completely honest to say that it's about equal, but it's a better time. It's easier to find what you want, and at the end of the day, it's about the same. Right annualized out of your pocket. So I think it's up to us as agents to control that narrative, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, and explain to yeah. the difference. I think it's understanding what the difference is in yeah. price and interest rate then and price and interest rate now, yeah. Yeah. what I can do with that in the future. Yeah. You know, the the house, you're, you're going to marry the house and, and date the, the, rate, the rate, correct? Right. I mean, you know, you've heard the, that the before. Rate, the rate, the, <laughs> the is that, rate is that why change. I still rent? <laughs> I'm a contradiction. You pay 100% interest. I live life as a contradiction. (laughs) It's okay. She's between uh, mansions right But the market wasn't my market. The last two years wasn't my market. I'm not going to spend $30,000 over the appraised value. It's it's not bad to rent. There are seasons in your life where you have to rent. Mm -hmm. I actually, when we strategized our home purchases over the years, there were were several times where it made sense for us to rent. And we ended up getting kind of caught into a rental realm. And we rented for about two years. Mm. I'm glad we did because it ended up paying off, but we didn't want to rent that long. But it's sort of like, oh, we need to keep renting. Right. Meanwhile, I was selling all these homes. and But I told people, here's why I'm renting. And I was helping people sell their homes and get them into rentals because right. they were doing kind of the same thing we were. The market back then had peaked like crazy, mm-hmm. where $400,000 homes hit six forty five, and we were like, you've got to be kidding. Yeah. And um, so it, it really it, – everyone is in a different walk in life, a different sure. place. There's a there's a buyer for every house, and there's a need for people. There's always a need for people to move, and they have right. to move. And so, uh, we're just we were just discussing, and why we're doing this podcast in the first place is those people that are out there that need to move that don't feel bad that you have to do it now. There's actually some serious time. advantages to no, doing absolutely. it now. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, Speaking of, I just time. got a, a text on my Apple Watch here that Jay has his pre- She's sponsored by Apple, by the way. Jay has his pre-approval. Is this a client of yours? Uh, a gentleman who came in through online uh-huh. lead. Can you to, leave his personal wanted information Wanted to see a property. Um, Did you want to give his social security <laughs> number and his current address? <laughs> no, I'll give you his future address, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I sell it to him. I wonder if we should bleep out his last name. Probably. Probably um, a good idea. Uh, did I say his last name? I, I think you did. Jay. Okay, we'll bleep it out. Thanks. We'll bleep it out. Yeah, no, that's it. very I'll cool. T- I'll that's tell you a one. success. Yeah. So there's proof right there that people are out there looking. Well, I met him a couple months ago, and he wanted to see the property. And you know how things go sometimes where the lockbox doesn't work, and it wasn't. I didn't have the code or however. Did you just say lockbox? I think I did. Yeah, thank you. Is there anything you think we left out in terms of why the market is better right now? What what's why it's just more refreshing to work as a realtor, or, or why you should be excited and still be excited if you're a buyer? What is there anything we left out? It's fair and balanced. That's what I love yeah, about it. It's yeah, fair, sure. it's balanced, it's reasonable. Yeah. The last two years were very unfair, very unbalanced, and very unreasonable. Yeah. And that's a hard position to be in when you're in the middle facilitating a transaction. Yeah. And you want to do a really great job for your client, but yeah. your hands are so tied, and there's literally like no leverage for a negotiation. I mean, unless you want to give up your firstborn yeah. or you know, buy the sellers a boat or something so that they can, you know, sail off into the sunset (laughs) so you can take their house like a pirate. I don't know. Like there was just no, it was so refreshing to get a seller credit. 
Yeah. So refreshing. And and it was solution oriented. Like this like the the negotiation was balanced. Mm-hmm. And that felt awesome because that means yeah. that someone has something to gain right. by giving something Everybody up. Everybody wins. Uh, yeah, you gain you give something up and you gain something and it's a win-win-win. Yeah. Right. But yeah. when you're the only one giving stuff up as a buyer, it's tiring. It's just yep. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Eric? Well, I think right now, and, and I'm dealing with a lot of buyers in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and we're uh, we're dealing with now a lot of um, cash buyers, okay. and then a lot of people that are planning to we're, we're planning to buy late in the future, twelve months, and I'm encouraging them to buy now and put it up, for, yeah. rent it out mm-hmm. to pay some of their mortgage, which sure. I think is a big strategy in a place like well, Palm and that Springs. really works in that market because rents absolutely. are amazing, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I love about the Palm Springs market? All the consignment stores. <laughs> There's a lot of those. There are so many amazing furniture consignment stores. Because yeah. when you think about the demographic of people who move to Palm Springs, what their lives have been, the items they've collected, right. and then yeah. they leave the earth there. Yep. So their items are left there. So the consignment stores in Palm Springs. It's, it's so funny, too, though, to see working in both markets, Temecula, Marietta, and then Palm Springs, splitting my time between the two it's really two different complete different markets you have to put in your put on your coachella valley right you're like okay southwest riverside county here coachella valley here primary bedroom community it's all about the schools versus going over to coachella where it's vacation retirement (laughs) they could care less if they're schools there's more prisons than schools (laughs) yeah when you ask a buyer there and you say are you concerned about schools and they say I'm 70. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not about paying school. taxes for schools. <laughs> yeah, not everybody. And we're like, 70. Well, but the resale market says you should still live in an area with good schools. Absolutely. I'm going to sell my home to someone that's No, and the schools are good there. Right. And the schools oh, are, are good. In the yeah. desert? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Yeah. 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 Coachella Valley has some good schools. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. not all retirement. Yeah. We deal with a lot of middle age, a lot of people well, now of- moving from LA, San Diego. They can work out of the yeah. house. Right. Why not live in Palm Springs? And now, circling around, is a, still a good time to buy even out there. I think across the country, we're yeah, seeing absolutely. the things that we're talking about now absolutely. where it sort of demystifies how crazy it is. I, I think if you were on the fence about getting a home still, I'm hoping that you hear this podcast and say, sure. you know what? Those guys are right. <laughs> we we still can buy. It's still good. To, there are some advantages. There's loan products that will save us money. There's um, scenarios that will, in the long run, say this. If you look at it as an annualized thing with tax returns and stuff like that, at the end of the day, it's it's better all around. And what do we charge to have a conversation? Nothing. Uh, I charge so nothing. if you have questions and you have concerns or your thoughts or this or that, reach yeah. out to us. Exactly. We're here so to help. Let me wrap it up and just say if you guys do have any questions or comments or you want to reach out to us individually, our names are on the screen. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast, you can just scroll down to the comments and find us there. Uh, we really do want to help. So if you're an agent wanting to know the best way to sort of convey this to your buyers, or if you're a buyer or a seller and you have questions regarding these things, uh, please reach out to us. We're very easy to get a hold of. We're, we're not secret agents. We're out there. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Our Team Podcast. Hey, wait, before you go, I wanted to quickly thank you for tuning in to the Our Team Podcast. And whether you're listening on Facebook Live or you're tuning in on YouTube or maybe listening to a podcast, I wanted to just say, if you found any value in this, would you please take the time to like and subscribe? And if you leave a comment, that really helps the show as well. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.